Hey, MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Draft Week. All week long, SGPN has you covered with draft props, mock drafts, and our live NFL Draft Watch Party. So make sure to smash that subscribe button at YouTube.com slash Sports Gambling Podcast. Hi, Joe DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 334. It's not going to be dedication. It's going to be anti-dedication. Um, this does not go out to my fantasy baseball team because they crapped the best <laughs> today on me, and I lost, well, in, in my one keeper league. But there you go. This does not go out to my fantasy baseball team. This is especially does not go out to, oh, what's that guy's name? pitches for the Mets and used to pitch for the Blue Jays. Uh, Marcus Stroman. This definitely does not go out to you. Thanks for coming to the show. It's not a fantasy baseball podcast. We have baseball money is fake. Go listen to that with the giraffe and Blake. Uh, this is the MMA gambling podcast. I am one of your host, Jeff Chalks Fox. This is one of our Monday regional episodes. Uh, don't worry. Well, I shouldn't say don't worry. It's not Bellator because we're going to get to Bellator very, very soon. And we made some money about Bellator last week, but no, uh, we're doing cage warriors this week. They are setting down in Dublin. Um, and they have a pretty interesting looking fight card. So um, I have an expert on with me who kills it in all of his betting, especially non-UFC betting. It's one and only Gumby God, Daniel Vreeland. Hello. So first of all, is it Marcus Stroman a cub? <laughs> oh, is he a cub? Okay, see, that's yeah. the thing. I just... Yeah, you're right. He's a cub. He was a cub now. Yeah. He's, a, he's a cub now. Okay. All right. Just making sure I know. Um, yep. And yes, I am... Uh, quote unquote on fire here with Bellator. Uh, really? it's, been a, it's been a good couple of weeks. Uh the last couple of Bellators we've done, we did Bellator two thirty or two ninety three, uh, which I went four and oh at. Then yep, we did ago. then we did two picks this week uh from two ninety four, two and oh in those, including a fat and I uh word choosing to prove <laughs> me two fat pick. 235 uh, underdog with Tim Johnson. Why the way he closed only like plus a buck 45. Like if you bet him at fight time, uh, you got host. Uh, you yeah, should have been listening man. to us last Wednesday or last uh, Monday rather. Uh, yep. Cause we had, we had a good Tim Johnson line in there. And then I went two in one on Bellator. Uh, um, what was that? 295. Yeah. And really I should have been three and oh, I thought Connell Watanabe beat Alima Lee McFarlane. She got a lot of home cooking in that one, but still, uh, two and one, including Patchy Mix, who closed as a favorite, closed as a negative one twenty favorite, but we bet him on uh, Sunday at plus one eighty. So uh, again, listen to us right when it happens because the lines are phenomenal when they do. Although, do we do we have lines this week? No, no lines. Yeah, this we week. don't have lines this week. Well, anyway, so back to my my conclusion that put us at four and one on the week uh, on the year. I'm sixty four and thirty one on non UFC fights. I was wow. up, uh, yeah, right. Not not that bad. Um, I was up uh, three sixty two sixty two on the week. Um, which if you uh, if you bet a hundred dollars on every fight, which by the way, don't do that. That's dumb. Uh, but if you bet a hundred dollars stupidly on every fight, like uh, I tell you to, um, you would be up seventeen nineteen eighteen uh, on the year on my regional picks. So uh, you know. Pretty pretty decent, uh, pretty pretty decent return on investment. 
Yeah, no doubt. So maybe I should just do the UFC events by myself and you can do these by yourself and things will be better that way, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because you suck at I UFC, mean, I right? Do, I do the picks of these on my own anyway, right? Uh, like, like, yes, I mean, you, yes. Yeah, you, you, you give me the layups. Uh, there has been the occasional one that you've made picks on, but but it's pretty rare. Yes. Crazy. I don't think I'll make picks this week, even though I can just make picks off the cuff, and who knows? Like my junior Toffa one. I didn't know much about him, and how did that, <laughs> that panned out good for me, did it not? Oh, junior Toffa. <laughs> oh, junior Toffa, Muhammad Usman. All right. Dude, um, I told you you weren't allowed to put money on him unless you watched him fight Nicholas Djurjevic. Uh, it's true. Uh, I don't think I any, know, well, actually, some people did. People did pick Usman in the Discord too. That's the thing. People were actually I, betting I on now, that fight. I now once a once an episode have to say the name Nicholas Djurjevic. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. He's become our Jordan Williams. Uh, yeah, Is yeah, yeah. Williams that you were saying on. Yeah, have, well, haven't you haven't said him for Williams. a while. I haven't said it in a while. <laughs> oh, it's no, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's not a Jordan Williams podcast anymore. All right. This is a Cage Wars episode. Cage Wars always puts on good events. How are you with Cage Wars? Do you have that broken down or not? Um, I mean, I could pull those up while you're uh, while you're prompting if you want. Okay. You. How about I uh, tell you about our friends at Shady Rays and you can do that. There we go. Multitask. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Less than all, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. To date, they have donated over 20 million meals to Fight Hunger with Feeding America. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Here is your call to action exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use Promo code SGPN for 50% off. That's half price, people. Two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. That's SGPN. Code ShadyRays.com is the site. All right. You have some stats for us? Uh, we haven't broken down a Cage Warriors card this year. <laughs> we haven't. Well, you do pretty good then. Uh, yeah, I'm undefeated. You're undefeated. That's true. Undefeated. All right. We ha- okay, that was last year, right? 2022. So you haven't started bookkeeping until 2023. All right. Yeah, no I, I just I just keep d- different spreadsheets for every year. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna kill it. Well, he's gonna kill it this week. I'm just gonna set him up. I'm the. I think I was told that when we back when we used to get reviews from you people. All you listeners haven't given us reviews yet. Come on, give us a review if you haven't given us a review. But uh, I think I was called a table setter or something like that. So anyhow, um, I will set the table for Cage Wars 153 Dublin. It is going down on Saturday, the 29th, 4 p.m. Eastern UFC fight pass for the broadcast and the prelims. Um, Three arena in Dublin, Ireland, 14 fights in a cage. We're going to break down the five that are the juiciest uh, in Gumby's eyes, starting with starting with, I think, an undercard fight. Right. Let me find it on topology here. Yes, we got to scroll. No, actually, main card. Their main cards have a million fights on it. Main card, 150-pound catchweight fight. Oregon Cherrier versus Pedro Coleman. Um, both men are usually featherweights, but this is at, why is this at 150? Do you know anything about that? 
Uh, Sherry A's had trouble making weight in the past. So I don't, I don't know if it has something to do with that, but, but I, I maybe, I don't know. All right. Maybe that, that's the type of in, insight we need here. All right. Let's break it down for you to call him. And we don't have lines that, like I said, so I will give the info and Gumby will tell you his, his made up line, um, or what range you should bet this fight in. If you want to bet it, we'll start with Coleman though. Like I said, uh, Mata Gigantes is his nickname, which is uh giant killer. Giant Slayer, yeah, Giant Killer. I yeah, will accept yeah. it. Yes, the judges will accept that. Eight and three with three knockouts. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. So he's been finishing all of his losses. This is his Cage Warriors debut. He's gone six and one over his last seven fights. However, he did lose via submission his very last fight. And he's been a pro MMA fighter since 20 to 12. Cherrier, the last pirate. Unfortunately, his name's not in French. Uh, 16, nine, and one. Eight knockouts, three submissions. He's been submitted once. Four and three in Cage Warriors. He used to be the featherweight champion there. Uh, he has lost two of his last three so he's got one and two and then four and two before that so not before that four and two in his last six one and two in his last three he did win his last fight and he has multiple regional championships on his mantle go to sports gambling podcast store buy the shirt okay break it down uh so uh, first of all sherry is going to be a huge favorite here um both because he's just got like a recognizable name being a former champ being in cage warriors before, whereas, uh, Col- Coleman's coming from Aries. Uh, I, I think he's going to be a massive favorite. So uh, I'm going to say negative three twenty five for Sherry. I'm also going to pick him to win. I, although I'm going to tell you, I don't like him until we get to like negative two fifty or below, but like he's probably not a parlay piece until we start inching towards 200 because, um, you know, I was rewatching some of his more recent fights. Like, if, if you look at his early fights, everybody's like, ah, you know, he's a murderer. And then he had, like, a whole bunch of, like, really tough fights with, like, um, uh, with with the top-level guys in his division, right? With, like, the Paul Hughes and the Jordan Vucetiches and those types of guys. And, and even his last fight was was not all that great-looking. The, the best comp I can give you is, is if you're a guy who watches, like, a lot of regional MMA in the U.S., but maybe not in England, he's like a... He he's basically like a French Solomon Renfro, um, like stocky, very powerful, very athletic, but sometimes like erratic and kind of prone to mistakes. Um, and that like that that obviously worries you when you start to like inch into the negative three hundreds. But um, I, I do think he's going to win because Pedro Coleman is a guy who uh, on the feet throws like really wide waiting in strikes as he like lunges too much, um, which leaves him susceptible to be clipped. Um, he doesn't throw anything really straight. It seems like everything is coming from hooks, angles, and stuff like that. And he, like, really wants the fight on the mat. Like, he's a jiu-jitsu specialist, but also, like, wound up tapping out to a forearm choke from half guard last time. So, like, h- how good is his defensive jiu-jitsu? I don't know. But he, like, tries to throw up heel hooks and shit like that all the time. So, um, his jiu-jitsu's fun, if not very good. Um, so I think this is like a fight to get Sherry Air back in the win column. I mean, he won his last one, but by split decision. Um, but I think he can crack him on the feet here. Um, so I'm going to go with Sherry Air. But again, if this is in the negative 300s, you probably don't even want to like throw it in your parlay. You, you probably want to wait for it to either come down or just turn this into a pass spot. A French Solomon Renfro. That is quite, French, quite a French, reference. French Solomon Renfro. That's the kind of analysis you come here for, guys. That's like a Dennis Miller style deep analysis there. A deep a reference there, Dan. It's uh, yeah. going to go over most people's heads, like my Dennis Miller <laughs> reference probably did as well, right? I, I know who Dennis Miller is. Okay. You're fine with and, that. And yeah, you know, yeah. his references are very, very yeah, high. They're, they're, obscure. They're, they're obscure. Yeah, yeah. 
which is why he worked so well on Monday Night Football when they had him on. Anywho, um, there's been a lot of bad Monday Night Football guys. <laughs> there has been Booger McFarland. Shout out to Booger wherever, whatever he's doing now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move up the card, shall we? Two 155 pound fight, three five minute rounds. Adam Shelley versus Dean Barry. Battle of um, lightweights, both from Ireland, fighting in their home country. Uh, we'll tell you about the sniper. <laughs> he's sniper for eye pokes. Uh, Dean Barry. He, he sees right where the eye is, and boom, he snipes it. He's four and two with four knockouts. He's been submitted once. This is his Cage Warriors debut. He went 0 1 the UFC. He lost via disqualification against Mike Jackson. That was an eye poke, right? I'm I'm remembering that. Correctly, yeah, yeah, and right? then immediately fired for poking Mike Jackson yes. in the eye repeatedly. <laughs> How dare you hurt Mike Jackson? Such a nice guy. Um, used to fight at 145 pounds and 170 pounds, and he is a pro kickboxer, Mr. Barry. Uh, Shelly, three and two, one knockout. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. Two and one in Cage Warriors. Did win his last fight, and he's five inches taller than Barry. Go ahead. Yeah, he's a real tall, lanky-looking dude, and um. He he fights out of like a oh I, I should give you the line I think on this one Barry's gonna be a favorite let's say uh say negative two fifteen here um and I'm gonna pick Dean Barry I, I think boring. yeah it's kind of boring but I think Adam Shelley here so he he's got like an okay like karate style striking stance but then like he gets backed up very very easily he moves his head a little bit but not enough that makes me feel good about it his attacks aren't really there i think deep down he really wants to grapple here especially because he's like really long and lanky and when he does get it to the ground he's all right there but like he, he doesn't have very many finishes and uh in the fight that i did see him get stopped he, he backed up too much got up against the cage and, and just got tagged a couple of times and it seemed like he quit like he just didn't want to be there anymore and the thing about Dean Barry is, yes, he's he's not UFC caliber. Should have never been in the UFC. Certainly not on uh, that that short of a resume. Like maybe, I mean, he'll probably never go back to the UFC now. But like if he had fought a couple of times for Cage Warriors, he probably would have been a little bit more ready for it. Um, but like the thing about him is he like just throws wildly and with like lots of blind aggression. And, you know, against a more experienced opponent, that might be trouble. Uh, but here you're, you're talking about a guy who's long and lanky, his chin stays up in the air and he backs up against the cage too easily. Like that's probably right what Dean Barry needs. So, uh, yeah, give me, give me Dean Barry here. Negative 215, not a terrible number. Obviously, like I'd, I'd want to get it a little lower. Um, but I think the fact that he's coming out of the UFC, that number is probably only going to go up. Hopefully, hopefully we have some juicier picks coming up after I tell you about underdog fantasy. We're brought to you by underdog fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here, and what better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy? Besides daily NHL, NBA, and MLB games, they've also already got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million in prizes. Head over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And the NFL draft props contest, we're giving away stuff again. Part of SGPN's draft week. SGPN is holding a free NFL draft props contest exclusively for members of our discord. It's completely free to join. And the winner gets a $250 cash out of Gumby's pocket and a $50 SGPN gift card to our amazing store. Just go to sports slash discord and go to the NFL channel for the sign up link. All right. Um, what are we moving on to now? All right, we had Ireland versus Ireland battle. We're going to have another Shelly fighting. Um, this is third from the top. Tobias 
Harila versus Ryan Shelley. So we've it's not Ireland, Ireland this time. It is where's Tobias Harila from? What flag is that? Sweden? I think he's yes. Swedish, if I remember yes. correctly. He is yeah. Swedish versus Irish, Ireland or Irish. Irish, I believe, is what they're called. Uh, we'll tell you about Shelley first, six and oh, two knockouts, three submissions, four and oh in cage warriors. So he's fought a pretty high, high level. He did win his last fight via submission and used two inches taller than Harila. Bad intentions, that's Harila's nickname. 11 and 3 with 10 knockouts. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. 3 and 2 in Cage Warriors. He's gone loss win, loss win over his last four fights. He did win via TKO his last fight. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Get the shirt in the uh, Sports Gambling Podcast store. And I'm supposed to say correct first. Correct. And then <laughs> get the shirt. Uh, Harilla used to fight at flyweight and lightweight. And that's all I got for you. So uh, I'm going to take. Uh... I'm gonna take Shelly this time. I'm gonna take right. the uh, the younger of the two Shellys. Um, Are they I related? Think, yeah, they're brothers. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, Adam and and Ryan. I think they actually have a third brother who used to fight MMA. I don't know if he still does. Um, but uh, yeah, this is what's like. I want to say like three years younger. Um, the the first of all, I think Ryan Shelly might be worse than Adam Shelly. Um, but I actually just think he got like a really nice. Um, Really nice matchup here. He's also tall and weirdly lanky and all that kind of stuff. I really don't like the way he backs up, similar to his brother. He actually maybe has worse head movement than his brother. Not a good karate stance. He stands a little too square. Um, but, like, I, I do like the way he controls people against the cages. I like the way he works in the clinch. I like his clinch body locks. And if you've watched any of Tobias Harilla, uh, Harilla has some of the worst takedown defense I've ever seen. Um, and, and his striking defense, not great either. His chin's kind of up in the air a little bit. Um, maybe the worst trait of his striking is just that like his head never moves. It stays on the line. Um, and, and Shelly, like he does two things that I think are going to make Gorilla have issues is that first of all, he throws like a push kick and a teeth kick up the middle and that helps him establish range and helps make his opponents get a little reckless. And then when they get a little reckless, he winds up working in the clinch and he's like, he's not bad out of the clinch. And I think the fact that Harilla is so bad at defending takedowns, I think that plays right into Shelly's hands. So um, as far as the line on this one, I think this is probably going to be the closest line out of the ones we've seen. I wouldn't be surprised to see Shelly uh, south of negative 150, but I still do think he's going to be the favorite. This is going to be another favorite for me. Uh, I'll say like negative 145. All right. Minus 145 for Gumby for Shelly. That's his. Big pick so far. We'll, we'll see what we have going forward. we got two more fights to break down for you. The co-main event, uh, James Sheehan versus Oban Elliott. Uh, Welchweight, three five-minute rounds. Elliott, evil Oban Elliott. He's 7-2, two, two knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out twice. Both of his losses have come via knockout. Uh, six and two in Cage Warriors. He's won three straight and four of five. Used to fight at middleweight. Sheehan, Jimbo Slice, one of the best nicknames around, right? That's it's pretty good. <laughs> it's very good. He's six and two, two knockouts, two submissions, never been finished in a fight. Uh, five and one in Cage Warrior, so he's another Cage Warrior veteran. He's won five straight fights. He's not lost in February of 2019, and he's three inches taller than Oban Elliott. So uh, I, I think uh, Sheehan's definitely going to be the favorite here, probably similar to like Shelly was. Uh, so I'll say like maybe negative negative 150 for Sheehan coming back on like plus 135 for Elliot. Um, and I'm actually, I'm going to go dog on this one. I, I'm like Oban Elliot. 
I will say his last fight with with Matt Bonner, or maybe that was two fights ago. Is that two fights ago? I can't remember. Uh, when he fought Matt Bonner anyway, he, he had some real issues with range, which is a little bit concerning here against uh, James Sheehan, especially because Sheehan is, is much longer than him. Um, but he does have like a good one, two, and he's got a good like counter left check hook. Um, he, he does get moved back a little bit early in the fight, but when he starts to get a little bit more comfortable with himself, he moves forward and he actually, he's really good letting go of his punches, even if he's got that reach disadvantage when he's moving forward. So like, as long as he like learns that and, and lucky for him in James Sheehan, Sheehan is a guy who like does not have tremendous pressure, particularly with his footwork. He's like very happy to just like circle around in the middle or be the the person to strike second. And I think that that is going to cause problems for him against Elliot because Elliot is so much better when he can move forward. Um, Sheehan's got like a good jab. He's got good defense. He just like the lack of aggression worries me a lot against a guy like Elliot because Elliot not only like I said, has sort of some of those weapons and when he moves forward is good, but he's also got decent wrestling. Um, and I think he could really take advantage of this fight if it uh, came to the wrestling and with a guy who's a little bit more complacent and Sheehan, his, his forward pressure isn't going to deter Elliot from doing that. So uh, I like the dog money here on Elliot. I think Elliot is probably going to be, like I said, like plus 135. Uh, I think if you find him at plus money at all here, jump on it. Finally, Gumby is back to normal. I was thinking there were, it was an imposter. Maybe it was an AI uh, that took over. Uh, but no, you, you're. Uh, I guess the AI would know that you like to take dogs also. But finally, got a dog pick. We're going to the main event time. Now, it's for a belt, a big shiny Cage Warriors belt. I assume their belts are shiny. Oh, it's a unification belt. Even better. Uh, we got two champions here. Five five-minute rounds at welterweight. Reese McKee, the real champion, versus Judo Jim Wallhead, the interim champion. Um, tell you about judo gym first 33 and 11 13 knockouts 10 submissions been knocked out twice submitted four times 13 and 6 in cage Warriors. and as i mentioned he's the interim champion currently he's won four straight fights in eight of ten so the old dog's got some bite left in him still uh last two fights have been via knockout and or tko he's not lost since june of 2017 who would have thought he went on <laughs> to own two in the ufc uh, multiple region championships on his mantle correct get the shirt that's what that's that's a new shirt right there. Correct. Get the shirt, Dan. Okay, get on that. <laughs> Judo Jim was uh used to fight at middleweight and light heavyweight, three and two in Bellator, 2005 pro MMA debut. He's a judo champion. Imagine that with that nickname. It'd be funny if he wasn't. And he also is a pro kickboxer. Reese McKee is a skeletor, apparently, because that's his nickname, Skeletor. So um he's 12, 4, and 1, nine knockouts, three submissions. So he's finished everyone that he is beat two he's been knocked out himself twice two and oh in cage warriors and is the current champion the real champion uh he's won two straight fights both via knockout and five of his last seven he's not lost since november 2020 he went oh and two in the ufc uh didn't really get a fair crack there but i'm sure dan will have something to say about that used to fight at lightweight was regional champion he's 11 years younger than judo jim four inches taller four inches reach yeah, not a great, not a great run for him in, in the UFC. Gets Kamzat Chimaev on short notice on Fight Island, and then yeah. is forced to fight Alex Morano. Uh, goes to decision with Alex Morano. Still no love. Um, uh, he's going to be a massive favorite here. Reese McKee is. He's going to be negative two seventy five. Uh, I'll say uh, Judo Jim coming up two fifty on the return. And get this, I'm taking Judo Jim. Oh no! Yeah, he's yeah. back everyone. He's uh, back. I mean, like here's the thing, Reese McKee. Tall, lanky, chin is Skeletonly. really, 
Shin is really high. Um, if you watched any of his recent Cage Warriors fights, like when he wants to engage, he like kind of ducks his head on the way in a couple of times. Which, like, when you're fighting a guy like Jim Wallhead, who who right now is just putting people to sleep with his right hook, it in, in just like in violent fashion, both Skabinski and Figlack both like took naps to his right hook. Like, you don't want a guy who's dipping their head into range for that. And I will also say this, like, Reese McKee, if you watch most of his fights, like, pumps the jab out there a little bit, you know, he tries to dance around, tries to get the body lock and score the takedown. His nickname's Judo Jim. Like, you're not going to take down Judo Jim like that. Um, Not with, especially because, like, Reese McKee's takedowns are all, like, high body lock Greco-Roman style takedowns. It's not like he, like... He, he like hits double legs or single legs or anything like that. And if you're telling me he's boxing with judo Jim for, for that amount of time, I, I like don't like his odds. Like, yeah, he beat Justin Berlinson and he knocked out Justin Berlinson, but like, you know, J- Justin Berlinson also had problems boxing with Johan Lainese and, and actually far more trouble with Johan Lainese. He likes to grapple. He's a grappler. Um, so like, you're talking about boxing with a guy with extreme power and who probably has the ability to take you down, right? Judo Jim could probably take him down with a, you know, hip throw or whatever it is. You know, he's got good inside trips. I, I'd like to see some of those inside trips. But regardless, if you get Judo Jim, especially if he's anywhere north of plus 200, like, yeah, Judo Jim Wallhead here all day. All right. There you go. Ended it with a bang. Hopefully these, well, they'll come through. Gumby's the best. Come on. Um, all right. Recap in case you forgot. Judo Jim Wallhead, big underdog, hopefully. Uh, Oban Elliott, a smaller underdog, but hopefully an underdog still. Uh, one Shelly, the which Shelly we taking? The uh, Ryan, Ryan Shelly, um, a slight favorite, probably. Um, Dean Barry, he probably a big dog. And sorry, big favorite. And someone Sherrier, I can't be bothered looking Morgan. at his name. <laughs> Morgan Sherrier. Uh, Probably a big, uh, big price, but Gumby towards the range to bet it. All right. Sound good? Sounds good to me. Anything else worth saying about this card? Uh, nah, they, they wound up being kind of weak here. It, it feels like their trips to Ireland uh, wind up a little bit weaker than, you know, like their London fights or anything else. Because I, I think they, they get like a lot of those like 2-0 and or 2-1 and yeah. Irish prospects and they fill out the card with them. And they're a little bit less willing to do that on the British shows. Yep, that is true. Um, all right. It should still be fun. Anyhow, uh, you can get on our discord, um, sports slash discord. If you're not in there already, we usually hang out in the fights channel in there, but I'm all over the place as well. I'm making stupid comments. Uh, we're also Twitter <laughs> SGPN MMA. It's true. That's what, that's all I do. Uh, SGPN MMA Gumby runs that account. Uh, he's also Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer. He's got a top turtle MMA podcast. He interviews UFC people and other actually regional fighters sometimes too. This week it's all UFC though, right? Jamie Lynn, yeah. Jamie Lynn, Horth, Horth, right? And um, Kyle Bahio, right? That's correct. Yes, top turtle MMA. Listen to that. Um, get get my Substack. Get me in your inbox let me in your inbox uh, almost every day mma writing money mma.substack.com free subscription get you some stuff if you want to get all of my stuff um you can get it for 24 bucks a year right now what a steal um so head over there at the very least you can enter my pick em contest won't be one this week i run three a month in the ufc this is our fourth event so i'm skipping this one but normally i will have a weekly ufc event for free for you to play and then all our 
writing, not just our writing, but uh, all the people who work at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. All their writing, all their discounts, all our giveaways, all our podcasts can be found at the site I just showed you, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We'll be back on Wednesday with our first of our two UFC previews for the this coming weekend. Until then, Gumby's going to bid you farewell. I'm David Gumby Freeland. He's Judo Jeff Fox, and we will see you on Wednesday.